0: This is episode 589 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article 35 Survival Uses for Salt. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Prepper Website Podcast. Hey, I love these articles—the type of articles that I'm sharing uh, today. You know, the multiple uses for one product. A lot of the times, it's you don't you know realize. You know, like salt we have table salt on our, you know, on on the table, (laughs) duh, right? And so you use that, but there's so many other uses for it. And when it comes to survival, salt is one of those things that you can stock up. Of course, you need the space for it. I mean, that's always the issue when we're talking about stockpiling is the space. But if you have the space, salt is very cheap and you can store a lot of it and keep it for a very, very long time and it can be used in multiple different ways. So like I said, I love these type of articles that give us a lot of ways that we can use one product, right? One way that we can, uh, or multiple ways that we can use one type of product. And so let's go ahead and jump into this article. It comes to us from modernsurvivalonline.com. And again, the article is entitled, 35 Survival Uses for Salt. If you've come across salt on the checklist of things to stockpile for an SHTF or survival situation, you might wonder what all the fuss is about. If you're like me, you may not even use much salt on your food at all. Now, when I first started prepping, I didn't even put salt on my stockpile shopping list because I figured it was merely for flavoring food and I could eat bland food if it came down to it. But it didn't take long for me to realize just how many survival uses for salt there are and how valuable it can truly be when SHTF. So here are survival uses for salt. Number one, cleaning fish. In a survival situation, you may find yourself catching fish for dinner. If you soak the fish in salt solution, it loosens the scales so that cleaning the fish is easier and quicker. Number two, sanitize your sponges. In an extended survival or SHTF situation, One of the critical tasks will be to keep bacteria and other germs at bay. If you have brought along sponges for cleaning up messes, you can boil them in salt water to sanitize them. Salt kills bacteria and eliminates odors. Thoroughly air dry sponges after boiling. Sanitizing sponges means they will last longer and you have less to dispose of. Number three, help milk keep longer. Did you know that if you add a bit of salt to refrigerated milk, it will keep it from spoiling a few days longer. This is a good trick if you find yourself having to bug in during a SHTF situation. Number four, keep the flames low. If flames in your fire pit are getting too high and might attract attention to your location, throw salt on the fire. The salt will keep the flames low without dousing the coals. And number five, remove rust from tools. A paste of salt and lemon juice and a dry cloth can be used to scrub rust from your tools and keep them working like new. Once rust spots are gone, thoroughly dry tools before storing to prevent rust from returning. Guys, one of the things I like to do, like in the backyard where I keep some tools and I really don't take really good care of them, but I do have a can of WD 40 out there and I do put a small little coat of WD-40 on them, and that helps to prevent rust as well. So again, you know, WD-40 is one of those things that, you know, you can have multiple uses from. Anyway, that's another another podcast in itself. All right, moving on to the next one. How about making removing chicken feathers easier? If you've ever plucked a chicken, you know those pesky pin feathers can be troublesome and time-consuming to remove. One trick to make this task go a little easier is to rub the entire chicken with salt. It will make the pin feathers easier to remove. Number 7. Cleaning Odors and Other Messes In a survival situation, your hands are bound to get dirty, maybe even smelly from cleaning fish and gutting fresh-caught game. You can use salt to clean your hands of greasy or sticky substances from your hands as well as from dishes and cutting boards. If you have a piece of lemon, it helps the salt to work better and removes odors. Number 8. Drying and Tanning Hides Salt is an important part of the process for drying and tanning hides. It helps prevent bacterial growth and helps the drying process. It's typical for a hide to go through several saltings before being finished. In an extended survival situation, dried and tanned hides can be used for a variety of purposes, including clothing, footwear, hats or mittens, blankets or rugs, and bartering for other needed items. Number nine, prevent mold on cheese. Soaking cheese in salt solution and covering it tightly with plastic wrap will help to slow the growth of mold and extend the shelf life of the cheese. If you don't have plastic wrap, soak a towel in salt water and wrap it tightly around the cheese. Number 10, brush your teeth. You can add salt to a baking soda paste and use the mixture to clean your teeth if you don't have toothpaste or if you run out. Now, that's probably not going to taste really good, but hey, if you have that and that's what you need, I would rather use something that didn't taste really well and have good teeth, right? That dental hygiene will be important, especially when you just can't go to the dentist. All right, number 11, replace electrolytes. While it's true that you can't drink seawater, salt does contain minerals that are very vital or a vital part of staying healthy. This is why many hospitals use saline solutions to give you fluids when you are in the hospital. If you find yourself in a survival situation, adding a pinch of sea salt to your drinking water can actually help provide a few of the electrolytes your body needs to stay hydrated. For someone who is already dehydrated, refer to your first aid manual for more aggressive treatment. Number 12, decrease cooking time. Add salt to water to raise the temperature faster. Food will cook quicker and you can get on your way a few minutes sooner. Although salt can increase the temperature of water, it does not actually make water boil faster. Number 13, as part of a healthy diet. Now salt in the diet and the iodine that often comes with table salt is necessary for a healthy diet. Getting enough salt is critical for thyroid function and to prevent hyponatremia, a dangerous condition that occurs when the sodium level in your blood becomes too low. A hyponatremia can occur if you drink too much water too quickly, throwing off the balance of sodium to water in your body. Hyponatremia can be caused by certain medications and by medical issues such as diarrhea, renal disease, heart failure, and liver disease. Symptoms of hy- hyponatremia include nausea, headaches, and seizures. Number 14. Clean Cast Iron Mix a paste of salt and a bit of water and use this to scrub your cast iron pans after a meal. It is better for the cast iron than water, which causes cast iron to rust and will keep your pans polished and ready to cook the next meal. Number 15, scrub pots and pans. In a survival situation, you need to clean the pots and pans you are using quickly and thoroughly and you don't want to use a lot of precious water. You can use a paste of salt and water to scrub pots And pans, and then rinse them with just a bit of water at the end. Number 16. Remove dirt and grime from forged lettuce and greens. Freshly forged lettuce and greens are great in a survival situation, but it can sometimes be a pain to wash all the dirt off so that you can eat them. Add a couple of teaspoons of salt to a bowl of water and then soak your forged greens in the salt water. Swish them around a bit before pulling them out, and you shouldn't get any dirt with your greens. Number 17, keep ice off your vehicle windshield for a quick getaway. If you're on a bug out trip or survival situation in your vehicle, you'll want to keep it ready to go in a moment's notice. The last thing you want is to have to scrape ice from the windshield before you can get on the road if the situation is dire. Keep a cloth bag full of salt in your car and simply rub it across your windshield in the evening after you stop. Your windows will be free of frost in the morning and you can get on the road quickly. Now, that might be something that you might want to use on a regular basis, I would think. I mean, I wonder how much you would have to use to do that. I mean, the issue I know with salt up north, well, you know, you guys that, that are up north and they salt the roads a lot, you deal a lot with the corrosion and the that aspect of salt. So I don't know how that would work if you did it on a regular basis. Uh, And not just like if you were in a, hey, I needed a quick bug out or whatever. So I don't know. That was kind of interesting to me. Uh, I've never tried anything like that. But I don't live in a place where uh, my windshield, I mean, our windshields do kind of freeze over and stuff like that. And you do have to scrape them off. But not anywhere near like you guys up north have to deal with, definitely. So if anybody has any insight in that, I would greatly appreciate that. And I'd uh, be happy to share that with the rest of Uh, the podcast or you know the podcast community later on in another podcast all right so number 18 is help toothbrushes last longer before you pack those toothbrushes in your bug out bag for your next survival trip soak them in salt water and then let them air dry thoroughly the salt water extends the life of the bristles so your toothbrush will last as long as your trip number 19 exfoliate skin and lips If you find yourself in an extended survival situation, your skin may get uncomfortably dry and itchy from exposure to the elements. Even though you can't take a hot shower in a survival situation, you can soak a bit in a nearby creek or pond if the weather is mild enough. Then use a handful of sea salt while you are still a little damp from your swim and rub over your skin to help slough off the dead skin and improve your circulation. You can also use a bit of salt on a toothbrush and rub it gently over your lips to remove dead skin from them being chapped. Number 20, help homemade soap harden. In an extended survival situation, you may find yourself needing to make your own soap. Adding salt during the process will help to harden the soap so that it can be cut into bars and transported easier than in liquid form. Number 21, nasal rinse. It's best to use sea salt but table salt will work also. Dissolve the salt in water along with a small pinch of baking soda. Use this solution to rinse nasal passages and clean them as well as lubricate them if they are dry. You can use a clean medicine syringe, a nasal syringe like used for infants, or if you have a neti pot you can use that to pour the salt solution into your nose and out the other side. All right, guys. So when you are putting something in your nasal passages, again, I'm not a doctor, right? And at the end of this article, they give the disclaimer, you know, that they're not doctors as well, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But you just got to be real careful when you're doing something like that. I know with the neti pot, one of the things that I don't, people don't really read carefully enough is that they suggest that you use sterile or distilled water. And so, you know, you're putting this stuff in your nasal passages. You just got to be really careful and you got to be careful about the type of salt that you use. If you're going to use that, um, you know, if that's something that you can use, I just, I've never used a neti pot. I know my son has, and he, he has used it and has felt relief from it. It's just something that I just have never been able to do myself. I think, uh, it's just, it's not something that I desired to do, but in a survival situation as, you know, as well, I think you need to be very careful. And, you know, the thing is, is that you probably wouldn't have very, uh, you know, very many options in a survival situation if you needed some relief and you needed to use, you know, something like a neti pot. Um, in, in that situation, you can sterilize water. You can, uh, you know, do distilled water if you have the setup for it, which isn't, Uh, a lot of money and something that, you know, if you're serious about water and and water filtration and and all that kind of stuff, I think it's something to look into. But, you know, just be careful when you're doing that is I guess what I'm trying to say here and just really, um, you know, nail that nail that down there. All right. So number 22 is preserve fish and meat. Bacteria needs moisture or they die. Salt pulls moisture out using osmotic pressure. It dehydrates fish and meat, turning it into an environment where bacteria cannot survive. Use a solution that is minimally 20% salt in order to eliminate the need for refrigeration. Salt is also used to help in the curing process for fish and meat that is being smoked or dried. Number 23, insect bite pain relief. A paste of salt and water can help temporarily relieve the pain of an insect bite. If you believe the stinger might still be in your skin Add a good amount of baking soda to a paste and cover the affected area of skin. The baking soda paste will draw out the stinger. The salt will help relieve pain. All right, so baking soda is another one of those ingredients that you can stockpile that will last for a while you know and so that's that's one of those you know you have a couple of things out there not just a couple of things but you have some items out there that just have multiple uses you know and it's just smart to know what those uses are you might have those default items that you like to use you know from the store things that you purchase from the store but if you were in a situation where you couldn't have that it's nice to know a lot of these uh Ingredients, you know, these single ingredients can be used for multiple things, you know, like salt, baking soda, vinegar, all the different things out there. All right, so uh, moving along, number 24, get rid of poison ivy around camp. Now, if you find the perfect place to camp for a day or two but discover areas where poison ivy has begun to take over, mix a gallon of soapy water and add in a couple of pounds of salt. Mix well and spray or pour on stems and leaves to kill the poison ivy. All right, so a couple of pounds of salt, that's a lot. Uh, I've never heard of this one before. Now, I've heard of the one where you use vinegar, right? So like a gallon of vinegar, a half a cup of salt, and then, you know, a tablespoon or two of dish soap, and you put it in a sprayer, and you use it to kill weeds. I do that all the time instead of using something like Roundup. It's a lot cheaper. It doesn't last as long. You know, Roundup stays in your, you know, uh, in the in the ground and, and stuff like that for a long time, for weeks but it's not very good for the environment. You don't want to be spraying that stuff around your, your home and in your garden and different things like that. But the vinegar and salt and soap, I mean, that's that's a, a, a good combination to kill weeds and not worry about it, you know, hurting your vegetables or hurting the ground and all that kind of stuff, you know, allowing that stuff to soak in. And so I've heard of that one. I've never heard of this one where you're just dropping a lot of salt and uh, in water and, and soap. But anyway, if someone's used that before, you know, let me know about that one as well. I uh, I think I'll stick with the vinegar and you know soap and salt to uh to take care of weeds. I, again poison ivy it's one of those things that, you know, you definitely want to know and identify the so you you don't have that growing around where it can get all over people. Uh, you know, during normal times you can go to the store and you can get things to help relieve uh, poison ivy and poison oak and all that kind of stuff. But if you were in a situation where you couldn't have that, man, that would just suck really bad. And so you want to be careful with that. All right, so number 25, I've never heard of this one. Make clothespins more durable. One of the little known survival uses for salt is to make clothespins more durable. Clothespins exposed to the weather elements can become brittle and break easily. Since you may not be able to run out and buy more in an SHTF situation, you can make your clothespins more durable by boiling them in salt water. You can also add salt to rinse water when washing clothes to prevent them from freezing to your clothesline in colder weather. Number 26. Oral wound treatment. Gargle with a mixture of salt and warm water to treat oral wounds in a survival situation. Warm salt water can help with canker sores, a mouth wound, and even relieve the pain of a sore throat. The salt also helps to slow bacteria growth so the wound can heal. Number 27. Flushing wounds. Another of the survival uses for salt that can be overlooked is to use salt for flushing wounds. Because salt kills bacteria, it can not only clean a wound, but also help prevent infection from setting in. To create a saline solution for wound irrigation, dissolve about 10 grams of salt for each one liter of water. Number 28, a natural bug repellent. Now ants can sure be a pain if you have to cook and eat outdoors, but ants don't like salt and they typically will avoid crossing a line of salt sprinkle a perimeter of salt around your eating area or food storage area in a survival situation to keep ants at bay. Number 29, a DIY mouthwash. Now, if you are lucky enough to have both salt and baking soda with you in a survival situation, you can mix one teaspoon of each with one half cup of warm water. Mix thoroughly and gargle with the solution to clean your breath naturally. Number 30, of course, seasoning food. We're all familiar with using salt to season food, but in an SHTS situation, you can add a pinch in coffee to remove bitterness. When you catch that wild game for dinner, you can soak it in a salt solution to get rid of the gamey taste that some members of your family might not be used to yet. Number 31, first aid treatment for skin irritations. If you have a pimple, a blister, rash, or even an ingrown hair, you can use salt water solution to rinse or soak the area to relieve pain and prevent infection. For pimples or ingrown hairs that need to be drained, fill a small jar or shot glass with salt and hot water and cup it over the area for up to 10 minutes. Repeat several times a day until drainage occurs or healing starts to show. Be careful not to dry the skin. Number 32, keep blood stains from setting. Keep blood stains from setting in and ruining your clothes if you cut yourself during a survival situation. Soak the shirt or clothing item in cold salt water, which will keep the blood from setting. Wash normally once you can get back home. Number 33, keep shoes from smelling. In a survival situation, it's very likely that your shoes and even your socks will get wet if you have to walk through a downpour or if you slip and step into a puddle. Sprinkle a little salt into your damp shoes and let them dry overnight by the fire to help remove odors. Just remember to dump the salt out of your shoes before you get back on the trail. All right. So I know a lot of these say survival situations, but man, some of these you probably want to, especially those of you who have kids, you probably want to start using these things right in, right now, right? Like, let me go ahead and dump a whole pile of salt into your shoes and let's uh, just go stick them out in the sun and let's soak up all those odors uh, as we can, right? And so, uh, man, you know, I guess you understand that if you have boys. <laughs> Number 34, remove grass stains. You might not worry so much about grass stains when you're in a survival situation but once you get back home you may find your clothing is a bit stained. Pre-treat grass stains by sprinkling lemon juice over the stain and then cover the stain with salt. Rub with a toothbrush or soft fingernail brush to lift the stain and then wash normally. Number 35, clean up around the campsite. Now salt makes a great natural scouring material and it naturally prevents mold, yeast and bacteria from growing use a paste of salt and water to clean an outdoor table or scrub utensils free of grease after cooking with them in a survival situation what's your favorite one of these survival uses for salt did we mention something that you haven't heard of before are you aware of survival uses for salt that we neglected to mention share your thoughts and experiences in the comments below now here are some common types of salt if you're planning for a survival or shtf situation Keep 10 pounds of salt in your stockpile per person minimum. Having more on hand is good, especially if you plan to use it for food preservation in the absence of refrigeration or for cleaning and personal hygiene. There are several different common types of salt you'll want to consider stockpiling, including iodized table salt. and That's great for personal hygiene, used for first aid and cleaning tasks, and can be used for food preservation. Then there's sea salt. True sea salt is harvested from the ocean and it contains trace minerals to supplement your diet. And then Himalayan pink sea salt. It's rich in minerals including potassium, magnesium, and calcium. And it's great for cooking. And then Celtic salt. Comes from France. It's harvested directly from the sea and it contains more minerals and is lower in sodium chloride. Now, of course, guys, the disclaimer, the author is not a doctor. The advice in this article is for information purposes only. Neither the author or this, of this article nor the website, modernsurvivalonline.com, shall be held liable for any side effects or injuries as a direct or indirect result of applying the advice in this article. Of course, always you want to go research before you start doing something like this, especially when you're talking about using it for first aid or using it orally, internally, those types of things all of that no matter what podcast you listen to or what you know source online you listen to you always want to do your own research definitely on that so my thoughts here i love i love to know the different uses for salt i like the idea that i can put you know salt you know in an area and i know that that can keep you know, ants away, you know, that might be something like in the food storage. If I had my food storage in one specific place, I might want to put a little line of salt all the way around on the perimeter, right? So that I know that would keep the crawling, uh, bugs at least away. But on the other side of that, when I'm thinking about, you know, storing salt and using it in a survival situation, I think I I wouldn't want to use it for all the other purposes that, you know, that I can do other things with, right? I would want to use it for flavoring my food, for food preservation and for first aid and, and oral and stuff like that, right? Dealing, dealing with that. And so you would just have to use it wisely, I would think. Uh, again, salt is so cheap. You can stock a lot of it. If you have like a membership to Sam's or Costco or one of the big box stores, you can buy the big, big packages of salt and, you know, put those in five gallon containers. If you want to use the Mylar, you know, Mylar bags to do that, you can do that. Just don't use the oxygen absorbers. You won't need to use, to use that. And if you do, it, it can solidify, you know, you'd have big salt blocks but you can do that if you wanted to. And it would keep forever, right? It would keep for a very, very long time. And the other side of that is there are places where you can get salt. There, there are salt mines and things like that, you know? And so there are places like that. I remember what, uh, reading the, the book, I mean, early into my preparedness, uh, Alas Babylon, right? And that was one of the things that they were looking for was they were looking for salt and someone remembered where there was a place where you could go. And, and uh, you know, so they get on the the boats, and they go travel for a couple of days, and they find a place where they can get salt. And I can't remember the st- story. It's been so long ago. But they come back with a lot of salt, right? Bags of salt uh, that they can use for food preservation and all kinds of other things. So there are places out there that you can get it, and, and you can use it if you're If you're in the, you know, close to the coast, you're close to salt water, right? Uh, You can distill water and what's left behind. I don't know if you would really want to use that salt that way. Um, I've never really looked into that before, but I know that that would be left behind. And so, you know, uh, it's also, you would have the concentration of all the junk uh, that's left behind, all the bad stuff. So, more than likely, you would not want to use that. I know from just reading, like, The way that they did things in biblical times, sometimes they would get some, you know, like uh, a piece of wood or whatever that was, you know, some kind of, of stick that was, you know, had a lot of salt on there and maybe it was in the Dead Sea or whatever. And they would stick that that stick inside of a pot and they would use that to flavor food. And then after that, salt was gone completely from that stick. They would, you know, go get another one or whatever. And so I remember reading that in a commentary years ago that that's one way that they they flavored uh, they flavored food and stuff like that. And I guess that would be more your poor your poor families and stuff like that. The people that had money would just, you know, have salt, right? And so you know, there's so many different things that you can do out there, and uh, so many different things that you can use salt for is just good to have these things in the back of your head so anyway guys like always i'm going to link to this article from modern i'm going to link to it in the show notes if you want to go check it out i know that sometimes people will take articles like this and they will print them out and put them in a binder because there is so much information you know packed into one article here and so again like always i'm going to link to it in the show notes Well, everyone, that is it for episode 589. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with me on this podcast episode. Hey, if you are a new listener or you are not subscribed, I'd love for you to subscribe to the Prepper website podcast in your podcast catcher, whatever that is. If you're listening to us on Apple podcast, if you're listening to us on Spotify, Stitcher, uh, whatever, wherever you're, you're listening to us on Google Play, you can search for us and you can, you know, lock us into your podcast catcher. And that way you will never miss another new episode of the prepper website podcast. We have a ton of episodes too. If you're looking for more information, we have 588 episodes where you can go back and listen to more preparedness information. And like always, if you're looking for more, maybe you want to read uh, some articles, we update Prepper website every single day, right? So we do the podcast one time a week but we update Prepper website every single day with somewhere between eight to 12 articles. And so if you're looking for more preparedness information, you have that there. And you know, I'm still receiving email from people that are a little disappointed that I've gone from five days a week on the podcast to one day a week. And I did put out a video on how to use the pocket app to where you could, you could, Uh, load up articles and then listen to them. Now, of course, the commentary is not there and uh, the voice, you know, it's uh, more of a computerized voice. But man, I use that app all the time and, uh, you know, because I'm pretty busy. I stay pretty busy and I can get articles that I want to read that I don't have time to just kind of sit down and read. I can load them up and when I have a chance, I just start listening to them when I'm driving in my vehicle. And so I did release a article or a video on that. And actually I am releasing an article as I'm recording this here uh, this evening. And so it will be in that article as well. And so I'm going to link to that in the show notes so that you can go and uh, check that one out. But uh, the pocket app is a great app to where you can uh, download you know, all the, the other articles that are out there on prepper website and listen to them that way, instead of just, you know, not having any other preparedness. If, if listening is the only way that you can, you can do it without reading. Right. I know a lot of people are like, Hey Todd, uh, I just don't have time to read. And the pocket app is a great solution for that. The other thing is, if you're, if you're looking for ways to, you know, you're looking for material to listen to. Audible, the Audible app from Amazon is great to have. Um, I always recommend that. I have, I'm um, always have books loaded up on that, ready to go. And and I guys, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I have a lot of podcasts, and a lot of them do one time a week podcast episodes. And if I get to the, the show notes and I, you know, or the title, and it's not something that interests me. I just don't download it. And there are times where I don't have anything to listen to. And so I, you know, I go ahead and load up my audible books and, and go for it from there. And it's just a great resource to have. And so if you don't have audible yet, you can subscribe to a free trial and you will get this free trial. And along with the free trial comes two free audiobooks. And so if you decide not to stay with Audible, they still give you the Audible books for free. You still get to keep them and they're there. And so uh, I mentioned this in the article that I'm going to link to about the pocket app. And I also give some recommendation of audiobooks that you can listen to. If you're, you know, you're not familiar with it, you can download. And so you might be traveling this summer. You might be, you know, traveling around and, you know, having that audible book there would be a great way to kind of pass the time of, you know, maybe being in a vehicle or maybe being on a plane or whatever. And, uh, you know, that would just be something to, to, you know, just really great to listen to. And so I, like I said, I have some, uh audible recommendations that you can download from there as well. And so I will uh link again that article I think is a great article. I would link to it in the show notes so you can go check that out. Hey guys and if you get a chance and you have not signed up with to the prepper website email list I'd love for you to be a part of that as well. I hold my email list very sacred and I don't share that out with anybody else. And so I usually share out on Saturday I do the Saturday prep and then on uh Tuesday or Thursday if I have something I share it out you know there so at the most you get like two emails a week from me sometimes more depending on if there's something going on but I just I, I'm very spare I use that very sparingly but also I I very careful with my email list, and so if you're not part of it though, that's where I share out a lot of information, and sometimes the email list gets to know things way before anybody else gets to uh, find out about them. And so I'd love for you to be a part of that. That there is a link for the the sign up on that as well in the show notes. I've made it very very easy for you. And with that, choose to live a more self reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next week, stay prepped and aware. Peace.